0: Today it's time for an extra-long special, including another behind-the-scenes interview and a temporary farewell to a faithful member. You are listening to Episode 7 of Squawk Talk Radio, your source for the Lynchburg Cap Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to Squawk Talk Radio. I am your host, Cadet Lieutenant Colonel John Sharp. Let's dive right in, as we definitely have a lot to cover today. This week's episode is going to be a very long one, but all of the content was very important, so please listen to the whole thing, as I'm confident you will enjoy it. One of the highlights of this week's episode is our next behind-the-scenes interview. Last time, we interviewed TFO Swerdloff, our senior member emergency services officer, but this week, we have a very detailed interview with one of our senior member leadership officers, Lieutenant Hoisington. He really goes in-depth in discussing his feedback process, and I ended up actually learning a lot from him just from interviewing him myself take a listen to the interview. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now joined by one of our very valuable senior members, Lieutenant Hoisington. First off, thank you for being a part of this interview. You're welcome. As with any interview, I obviously do have some questions for you. And as you know, this segment is somewhat of a behind the scenes look at some of our members uh, that don't usually get noticed or recognized very often and diving into the integral part they play within our squadron. So my first question for you is, what are the positions you currently are serving in within our squadron? My primary position is as a leadership officer, where I assist
1: with some of the leadership team on the cadet side, as well as mentoring cadets. And my secondary roles are more of a health officer, PT officer, and a safety officer.
0: So a lot of roles there, obviously. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what are these duties, or what are some of the duties that these positions, generally speaking, entail? Or what are some of your more impo- important duties that you fulfill on a regular basis? The most important two are definitely leadership
1: and PT, and the other two, there's a bunch of forms that go with them, but leadership and PT are the more important ones. With leadership, I'm really focused on how the cadets are doing inside and how they're thinking about things, what they are able to do based off of what they know and trying to mentor them and help them as they go through the cadet program in the best way possible. That's what leadership's about. For PT, it's all about overseeing how the cadet activities are going on and making sure that the, my superiors are happy with how PT is going and that I act as a liaison for PT things, making sure tests are recorded, making sure people are dotting
0: their I's and crossing their T's. Now, although a lot of your roles are behind the scenes, your position directly benefits the squadron and the cadet program as a whole. One of the ways you help is with your regular feedback sessions with what you call your chopping block. When it comes to these feedback sessions, what usually goes on in the planning of these? Is it usually spur-of-the-moment feedback or something you plan out? What is the thought process like? Well, the thought process is pretty
1: complicated, and I haven't thought it through a whole lot until I sat down for this interview and thought, like, hey, how, how exactly am I thinking? Like, what is the, if I could break it down into steps, how do I break it down? So here's how I break it down. There's about, there's five steps, and we start with step zero, which is being prepared and really knowing what I'm talking about from a leadership perspective. And this comes in two flavors, in a theory flavor and a practice flavor, knowing how to lead effectively from a theory standpoint i look at a lot of books do a lot of reading stuff that is written by a single author that may be a more common title similar to a self-help book but similar to leadership stuff but i also pair that with something on a more academic level like something like a psychology textbook maybe even if i really really want to dive into something deep but it's always important to pair your theory with your practice and to pair your practice with your theory, and these are, they interrelate to each other, they help support each other, but from the realm of practice, what you really need is some basic experience in different areas, so if you have an experience of working with cadets, that's one thing, or working with Older folks, that's another thing. Or working with high schoolers or working with middle – it, it depends on your audience. But having several different flavors that you go through gives you – you learn stuff in one area really well that you may not learn in another area. Anyways, second step is making sure that you're able to – after you have a substantial knowledge base that you know what good leadership looks like, first step is always listening and observing. And you can do this passively and actively passively I'm constantly thinking as I go around observing how could various situations be improved from a cadet standpoint? How could both the what they're doing and what they're thinking be improved as I'm walking around what so what I'll do to make this intentional is I'll be walking around the meeting. I'll be ensuring that I attend the staff meetings, look around during flight time, and during classes to be sure that I am having some eyes and ears personally on all as many events as possible that's going on. So that's on the passive side of the fence. So in order to be able to get, you can't get by just by sitting around listening. You have to be active and you have to go and Stick your nose in things and get your ear closer to the action. So in order to do this, I'll ask specific cadets questions about how they think about certain things. I may ask them big picture stuff, such as, can you tell me about, you know, what do you think about this activity? Or how did you think the staff meeting went? Or what do you think about such and such and such as role? Or how do you think such and such or such and such flight is doing? Or I may ask about specific aspects of it. I may say, hey, what did you, how did you think about when so-and-so said this during this event? Or I may say, hey, what did you think about this person, this the way that this was done at this time? And so on. So as As long as I am trying to listen effectively and actively, that's all that's really happening during the first step. Now, second step is where thoughts really start to get going, and I'm asking myself two basic questions. I'm asking myself, how could a cadet or a situation be improved? Like, if I could go and flick a switch in their brain, or if I could, like, press something What would I change? What would I cause to do differently? And that knowing stuff about that all goes back to knowledge base, and it goes back to leadership theory and leadership practice. So after I have that idea in my head, I consider, okay, how could I convey this idea to a cadet? So looking at it from my perspective – and I also look at it from the cadet's perspective, and I think, okay, how would these ideas be received by the cadet? And I kind of go back and forth until I know, okay, it looks like this cadet really wants his feedback, and they're they're going to really grow from it, and it's not going to fall on deaf ears. That, that part is very important to everything that I go about and that I – Want that some cadets will want you to really nitpick certain things about them. Other cadets are looking for a more laid back approach or they may not want a lot of feedback from you. So that will depend because you're the cadets aren't going to absorb very well if they aren't seeking out your feedback or if they don't want it, it's just going to go off into thin air and it'll be worthless. I want to give, I only want to give feedback if it's going to be received and applied. Now, Third step, the actual delivery of the feedback. When I go and I say, hey, so, so-and-so, I have some feedback for you. And the way that I like to do this, I say, hey, I have cadets so-and-so, 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 you are, quote-unquote, on my chopping block. And that essentially
0: means… <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, before you get on to that, I do have a quick question. This is mm-hmm. kind of spur of the moment. But mm-hmm. is the chopping block generally speaking seen as famous within the Cadet Corps or very infamous? Just spur of the moment, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think it is going it is growing in popularity. It is gradually becoming more and more oh his infamous chopping block where a few months ago, chopping block, oh, oh yeah, you mentioned that. And then they, nowadays they may say, oh, I'm on your chopping block now, aren't you? And so it has, you know, don't worry. It doesn't have any negative or or particularly positive. It either means I have something
0: you need or you have something I need and we help each other out. <laughs> gotcha. That was just a question I had in my mind. But to get back to your delivery, I know you were talking a little bit more about how you give that. Right. Um, so do you want to go ahead and continue a little bit with that process?
1: Yes, and so the there are a couple there are a couple aspects. They're not necessarily in any particular order, but the there's a couple things going through my mind as I go through a delivery moment to moment. The first one is is trying to observe the cadet and see how they are taking it moment to moment, and if they may be a little bit more nervous if they, they're kind of sitting on the edge of their seat, really concerned. I may try to do something to try to calm their nerves and say, hey. We're, we're just talking about this. I'm just putting some ideas past you, some stuff to think about here, and they'll so that, in other words, they're able to receive the feedback better. On the other hand, if the cadet may not be taking things as seriously, I haven't had to do this a lot, by the way, then I may try to say, hey, by the way, this is very serious. I need you to listen to this because this is important. Or I may consider to abbreviate my comments and consider, oh, maybe this cadet isn't as interested in my feedback. So that's one aspect. But a very critical aspect is a healthy element of respect and knowing that this cadet is a person who has probably has some good reasons for going about what they're doing and that understanding that they have a thinking process that is very different from mine helps as I go about okay, how do I want to say this? How do I want to say this? And finally, I want to ensure that they really understand what I'm telling them, that they can kind of maybe, may or not repeat it back to me, but that they can be like, oh yeah, so then X, Y, and Z in another situation, or that they may be able to, I may ask them a follow-up question about, oh, so how might you apply this to this situation, or what might you do differently? And if they can apply it in in a manner that is consistent with my feedback, I consider mission accomplished, they understand. So those, those, the 1, 2, and 3 are the basic steps, but it's important to have a final step of follow-up and follow-through and ensuring, okay, now next week, let me observe this cadet in that atmosphere again and see if they put 2 and 2 together, if they are learning from this. It is also important to see, is this cadet kind of swinging too far in the other direction, or is this cadet not really applying anything at all and looking and seeing where on that spectrum that they really fall and I'm going to be looking for patterns, I'm going to be watching for change and that overcompensation of course. But as long as I am I make sure first I'm prepared, I really know what I'm talking about before I give feedback. I make sure that I really listen and I really observe before I give feedback, make sure that I am that I understand before I attempt to be understood. And secondly, making sure that I really consider, process what's going on, really understand what could be improved and how this could be communicated. And finally, making sure that I deliver effectively and follow up with this cadet a little bit later.
0: Wow. Well, I can honestly say that the process... In my mind, was definitely not this complicated. And I can already tell you, I've learned a lot just from sitting here and discussing this with you and really hearing your perspective and what goes on in your head, especially as a former cadet and now a mm. senior member. Um, I do have one final question. I know you weren't prepared for this. All righty. Um, do you have any spur-of-the-moment, impromptu, live-on-the-air feedback for me and this show? It can be either positive or constructive feedback. Be brutally honest. I can take it.
1: Mm. Let me think a little bit. Uh, I guess one thing is, that I guess, that I haven't heard a lot from the other senior members about how it's going, or I haven't heard from them, oh, yeah, have you heard SWOC talk? Have you heard these? And that I'm guessing that that will probably start to change a little bit over the coming months as more episodes get released, more people get interviewed. We'll have some more stuff going around, similar to the Chop and block that it, days <laughs> prior it wasn't a – Oh, yes, the chop. It was like, what? Chopping block? How, how does that And now? It's like, aha, you're on his chopping block, aren't you? And that it will right. come to fame eventually one day.
0: Gotcha. Well, that makes sense. Thank you again, Lieutenant Hoysington, for the feedback. I will take it to heart. And I greatly appreciate all the insight and advice that you've given us, uh, as well as myself, just on how to give appropriate feedback and really how to think about the process before you actually go about fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you again for joining us. For those cadet listeners back at home, don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back. From border to border, from sea to shining sea, more than 61,000 ordinary American citizens are serving their communities every day as a member of the Civil Air Patrol, the official auxiliary of the United States Air Force. From disasters large and small, natural and man-made, we... Answer the call to serve. To find out more information or to find a unit near you, log on now. GoCivilAirPatrol.com I did tell you that today was going to be a long episode, but wait, it's not over yet. For those of you who don't know, Cadet 2nd Lieutenant Isaac Frazier is shipping off to the Army, and last Monday was actually his last night with us. Given his vast experience in emergency services, he ended up actually helping teach our ES class at our meeting so I only thought it appropriate to interview him on his last night with us. Welcome back, everyone. We are now with Cadet 2nd Lieutenant Frazier, someone who helped teach the uh, emergency services class tonight. Um, thank you for joining the show, 2nd yeah. Lieutenant Frazier. Thank you for having me. So my first question in this interview is, what was tonight's emergency services class for those of members who weren't able to be here?
2: Well, tonight's emergency services class kind of went over the general introductory introduction to emergency services along with What gear must be carried in the 24-hour pack?
0: Fantastic. Now, in your opinion,
2: involving this entire class, what was the best part of it, in your opinion? I think the best part of it was seeing how involved the cadets were. Like, they'd be leaning forward, just wanting more and more information about it. They were asking good questions. It was good to see the interaction, um, that they understood it, and that they wanted to be a part of it. So although you're not technically
0: an emergency services cadet officer right now, you were a former cadet emergency services officer and have a lot of training in the field, and you did help instruct the class this week. Uh, The reason I chose to have you on the show as opposed to our normal uh, emergency services officers is because this is your last week with us before you ship off. Can you tell us a little bit about where you're going and what you expect your training to involve?
2: Yeah, so next Monday, April 30th, I leave Lynchburg as a private in the Army National Guard as a medic. I'll be shipped to Fort Pickett for two days and then I'll be shipped to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri for my basic training, which will be about 10 weeks. And after that, I'll be going to Fort Sam Houston, Texas for an additional 16 weeks where I will complete the medic training and do field training exercises and then I'll return home.
0: That leads me to my last question, and that is, will this be your last ever meeting as a cadet? I know you're coming back in six months. Does that mean you'll be coming back to the cadet program,
2: or is this where you will end off? I'll try to come back, just as long as I'm reserve status, so National Guard or military reserves, I can still be a cadet. Um, I know in about two years I'll turn 21, and within that time we we have a deployment coming up. So it's kind of whichever comes first. But I do plan to continue my cadet career.
0: Well, thank you very much, Cadet 2nd Lieutenant Frazier. I appreciate you being on the show for this segment. I also appreciate all the hard work you put into this squadron over the years. Um, we're going to miss you over the next past six months, but uh, make a promise to definitely come back and at least check us out. Uh, don't go anywhere. And I hope that we will see you sometime in the near future. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Lieutenant Fraser, on your basic training. I think I can speak on behalf of the entire squadron when I say that we will all miss you. Now, I could end off this week's episode here, but I'm not going to do that. After all, it wouldn't be Squawk Talk without our weekly Aerospace Trivia. Last week, the question was, what is the world's busiest airport? The correct answer was, Hartsfield-Jackson-Atlanta International Airport. And this answer was given by the winner of last week's trivia, Cadet Chief Master Sergeant Madeline Sharp. Now, before anyone starts thinking, but wait, she lives in your house, that's not fair, I want to point out something actually pretty funny. Although she is my sister and we do live in the same house, my family literally has no clue when I release Squawk Talk episodes. As a matter of fact, they sometimes get frustrated with me for not telling them when I send it out in an email. She has actually been trying to win the trivia for the past two times now, but someone has always beat her to it and answered first. So she made it her goal to win at least once. Congrats to her for finally winning the trivia fair and square. For those of you who haven't yet won our trivia, you get another chance with this week's question, which I will ask right now. This week's question is, approximately what percent of the total world's population have ever flown on an airplane? If you are the first person to email me the correct answer, you will win this week's trivia and get a shout out in next week's episode. Before I get to today's announcements, I want to quickly tell you this week's attendance report. This week, we only missed one cadet report. Alpha, Bravo, Oscar, and Tango all got 100%, but Charlie missed it by just one cadet. We keep improving every week, but we still aren't at our goal of 100% accountability. I only have two quick announcements this week, the first being about weekly exercise and the second being about advanced student slots at encampment. On this topic of exercise, all I will say is this, keep going. It's hard to stay consistent and it's hard to stay motivated, but trust me, it will all pay off in the end if you keep up your weekly exercise. Now about encampment. I've said it before, but I will say it again. Slots are still available for advanced flight. If you've gone to encampment before but are looking for an experience that will be better than your first year, you have to check out the Advanced Training Squadron. That concludes this week's announcements. Squawk Talk Radio is a production of the Lynchburg Cat Public Affairs Team and is made possible by Lynchburg CAP. To find out more about who we are, what we do, and how to get involved, visit lynchburgcap.com. That is all for this week's episode. I bid you all farewell. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Squawk Talk Radio.